Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Here's what's trending on the Big Party Morning Show. Well, the U.S. Postal Service is going to start slowing things down. Starting on October 1st, mail that usually takes two to three days to arrive to your mailbox could now take up to five days to arrive. It's all part of a great new 10-year plan to address the debt that the U.S. Postal Service is in, but it's not a very good plan. Well, since everybody's wow. having a uh, you know employment fulfillment issue, what is it like for the for the uh, Postal Service and postmen? You know, oh, that's where a solid gig. Where everybody's quitting their jobs. Are there any post guys that are retiring early? Or yeah, I mean, I remember. Uh, I mean, that, that's always a that's a, like a government job. That's that would be a a great job for a lot of people. Heck yeah! Um, you know, you get some exercise too. Maybe if you're doing the. I mean, my name, my uh, mailman that comes by, he walks the whole everyone's mailboxes uh, on the house, so he doesn't just drive. So I mean, I, I'm always like, Jesus, guy's after it. Rain doesn't matter. Snow. <laughs> so it's going to be five days Sleep delivery too. now. So the idea is, is that if you're in the same region, so like, let's say you're mailing something to, you know, like a birthday card to your niece that lives out in Wisdom, that, that's going to be same delivery time about two days. But let's say you are mailing something out to California or out to New York, that's going to start taking more because they're going to start flying less and driving more. All right. I always figured it took longer anyway. So, okay. All right. Um, TikTok, 1 billion users. They have revealed that it, they attract 1 billion global users per month. This is something that only like heritage social media sites like Facebook or Google have been able to boast. Uh, but TikTok's place among the competitive ranks of social media platforms like YouTube and Instagram, 1 billion monthly users. By contrast, Snapchat, which has been around nearly twice as long, they only have like half, uh, like they've got like 500 million. Which one contributes more to society? Dancing. <laughs> dancing. What is the, our, our ability to dance has got to be way up because of TikTok's contribution. Right. Popping and locking. Trying fools. out for Dancing with the Stars. People have natural ability. Oh, yeah. Have you filmed yourself dancing yet? <laughs> Not yet. Give me a couple more days. <laughs> Jeez. Nobby's Parties is going to close at the end of November. The longtime that. owners, Gordon and Joy, want Nobby. I they just saw their TV commercials. Really funny. Is it? Is it cute? They've it's worked just... hard. They deserve it. Retirement. Yeah, they have. They opened in 1988. So uh, the party store, it's closed right now, but starting Thursday at their you know sole location there at 120th and uh, West Center Road. The store is going to be in, you know, basically bye-bye mode. I'm going to say retirement sale until, and then the store will be closed at the end of November. Powerball jackpot keeps getting bigger. No grand prize winner in last night's drawing. So tomorrow's jackpot's worth $570 million and climbing. So if you're looking for a way out... (laughs) 
That's your way out. $2. and It used to be just a dollar and a dream. Now it's $2 and a dream. But, you know, dreams got expensive. Inflation and all of that. Well, I also didn't realize that uh, they, they changed the drawings before it was Wednesday uh, and Saturday. Now it's Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah, they added that right. like a month ago. A third drawing because we just need more bread and circus <laughs> to distract us from just life. Uh, because, you know, the Federal Reserve Chairman's expected to warn Congress that this spike in inflation that we're experiencing could last longer than we expected. Um, it, it's going to be, uh, he'll appear before the Senate Baking Committee this morning. And uh, in a preview of his speech, he says inflation is due to be increased spending as the economy continues to try to reopen after all the shutdowns. So we'll see what ends up happening. But on the flip side of that, uh, supply chain issues are causing paint prices to rise all over, but especially here in Omaha. I guess contractors have had to get creative. Consumers are asked to be patient. And some of them are saying, like, if you can put off that painting project until winter, you should because you're going to be paying for it right now. We're running out of color options. Talk about that's how you go from zero to living in Russia in the 80s. (laughs) All you have is gray. Yes, I we're running out of color. Life is running out of color. Come wah, on. Wah. Hey, you guys. I heard uh, we're running out of paint. Which is crazy because Sherman Williams just what? revealed their color of the year. Well, I mean, it's probably gray. Right. It kind of is. <laughs> it's called Evergreen Fog. Oh, my it's a God. tranquil gray-green hue that is very reminiscent of Russia. Cold War Russia. Jeez. Evergreen fog. How could you put evergreen evergreen in there? Look at look at evergreen fog. Did you see the color? It's gray. That looks sad. gray to me. Doesn't it's that- sad. It's not exciting. Last year's was like urb um urbane bronze. And then like, you know, we had Oceanside a couple of years ago, which was like super, you know, fun blue. And now we're just like, no, this is we've given up. When I was a kid, my parents uh, one time let me pick the color of my room and I picked um, I can't even describe the color of orange. It was like atomic <laughs> oh, really? orange. It glowed and they went they went ahead with it. They did. They let me go all the way to the point of, of painting. We painted the room. Oh my god! And How then they bright probably was that? nearly got divorced over it and repainted it like a month later. How many coats does it take to cover? <laughs> it took up a million. I mean, orange. for years you could still see it on the coming edges. Through. You could see it coming through. But that you know, when you give a child an option of color, I was like, let's go all in. I distinctly let's push all the chips. I was like, I want the most obnoxious color ever. How just, could you I'm sleep? ten. My uh, my parents let my sister, my baby sister, do that, and I had to paint it. She did the same color, Jeff, but with yellow on on another wall. I was like, you're going to be awake all the time. I wonder what they were thinking. I don't know. And I wonder what I they know. had done. What had happened that they were appeasing me right. with such a, a move? What school event they left you at and forgot that you had to walk home at 10 o'clock at night? I mean, they had now they're like, pick it up for it. I thought I was like punking them or calling their bluff. I can't even imagine that I picked it. I'm a redhead and I picked orange like orange i was an orange-haired child and was like let's paint the room the color of my head and they said yes did you blend in and then they relented though they they gave in and they or or they pushed back and repainted the dang thing i was mad about it i can't even imagine i mean when you're a child paint was a lot different it would have probably taken a thousand coats to get get that color up and then away wow 
Paint that's, talk. No. Welcome to running out of paint talk. <laughs> Get used to gray. The beauty of gray, people. Right. <laughs> gray green. It's gonna I can't be, even believe that. Everybody's going to love it. Paint you have to. It's the only color we have. All right, coming up uh, a little bit later this morning. We'll probably do about 8.20. We got Chris, uh, Charlie Barron's coming to town. He's going to be at the Holland uh, Performing Arts Center. It's a comedian uh, October 9th. All right, so if you want to pair those tickets, we're going to hook you up. We'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 941. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 941. Good morning. All right, R. Kelly, how about that? That took uh, a long time to con- get him convicted. Bye. Have fun in prison. What a crazy uh, story. Yeah, that was a long time coming. I can't even believe, you know, for all the people that survived him um, to that's finally just, have justice is just, that's just basically so good. paying a lot of money for judges or for lawyers to stall. You know, your lawyers are like, you're going to jail. But we could probably drag this out for a decade. I can't even believe it. Well, they were able to do it for even longer than that. I mean, it's unbelievable how long he has dodged things and, and, and like, within the confines of, like, the justice system. You know, like, how he's just been able to, like, skirt around. Was, and really, I think it's that documentary. What was it? Who Surviving was it? R. Kelly. Yeah. yeah, but I was working in radio in 2001 when the remix to Ignition came out. And I I mean, the breaks I was saying on the radio were, <clears throat> yeah, thank God you got a hit or you would be in jail. I mean, he totally was supposed to go to jail way back then. Yes. yes. And he was supposed to go to jail again. That's Surviving R. Kelly. When that came out, he came out with another song. You know, that that's just it. That's, you know, we become popular again and. All those victims in there. I'm just surprised that that. He, I mean, that was a shocker to me. I know he's been in in the courtroom, but I mean, you just get so used to watching it and just you know, kind of blanking it out because nothing's happening. Well, and um, and the idea that you, I mean, like now I think it's like he's going to get like ten years or something like that. Um, but he still has to go to federal trial in Chicago and then state trials in Minnesota and Illinois. So this isn't the end of the road for him. Like this is just the beginning of his judicial reckoning uh but he never took the stand i love it when they're like i don't think he's gonna take the stand i'm like you think you don't think he's gonna like what attorney would allow r kelly to get into the witness well especially after we saw his interview with gail king remember when he stood up she had to calm him down he's like i I don't think he's gonna do well on the stand not at all crying That that was gail king like tv's mom (laughs) and he flips out so Bye. Yeah, bye. Good good riddance to him, that's for sure. All right, 938-9400. Also, you can reach out to us on the app. You can hit that open mic or just send us a message. Uh, what do we got coming up next, Molly? Celebrity news? So Will Smith's on the cover of the upcoming GQ magazine, and he's talking about a very unconventional marriage that he has with Jada Pinkett Smith. Very right. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. Listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 941. Time to spill the tea on the Big Party Morning Show. Will Smith has a very unconventional marriage with his wife Jada Pickett Smith. They've been married for 23 years. He did an interview with GQ magazine, and he talks about the fact that like they 
do not have a, necessarily a monogamous relationship. That for a long time they did have a monogamous relationship, but he said Jada never believed in conventional marriage because she grew up with around people who had unconventional relationships. Yeah, so some people can, like some people pull that off, but yeah, I think their marriage is kind of propped up on uh, money and celebrity. It it's sure more convenient like it. to stick together. You know, if you're not holding on to. Let's say got the kids. We're sleeping with other people. Right. Good luck with that. I know. I, I can't. Who doesn't He's, have jealousy? I, that's right. I respect those people that are trying to have it both ways, but I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too jealous. I think that there was some jealousy. Don't you remember last year? She's got that red table, you know, that podcast, the red yes. table talk deal. Yeah. Where she's just spilling it all. All of it. And remember those two had, they talked out the fact that she had that relationship with that singer. August um, Alcina, and that he kind of called her out on it because she was like, Yeah, it was an entanglement. He's like, It was a relationship. Like, let's be, she's like, Yeah. It was. If I was going to have an open relationship, the rule would be, All right, well, let's not just flaunt it. Like, let's not embarrass each other. Right. And I don't ever want to know. Like, what, what's, the, you know, the kind of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas kind of thing that some couples have. I like, I don't want to, I don't want to know, and I don't, don't let any of our friends ever see it. No. If you got to go scratch an itch, do it. That would be as, as liberal as I could go. But, like, keep it to yourself. Yeah, or don't embarrass us as a couple, like, to be seen with someone else. Your significant else. is out, on a, out with someone else, or, oh, and, would... or hence doing a red table talk. How can you? Talking about it. It would be scorched earth. Like, seriously, if there was ever a time where somebody came to me and was like, you know, I saw Peter, and he was, you know, holding hands with this lady at this dinner table, like, you know, smooching, I would, it would be, like, I would hope you have a backup plan, Peter, because this is no longer your home. So that's what we want on paper, but I guess in theory you could tell your significant other, like, if you you need out or you need to go do something, don't destroy this relationship. Don't destroy the family. Don't blow it up. Go, oh. go disappear and do How what you got to do, but don't. I don't ever want to know. How could you not be jealous of I would your mate with another person intimately talking about share. other things? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Will. Uh-uh. So he's got a new memoir, Will, and that comes out November 9th. Um, so this is sort of the lead up to that. This November issue of GQ isn't on newsstands until October 19th. He's so, got a I mean, new this, movie coming out, too. Do we know so, of him ever stepping out? Yeah, I think that that was sort of one of the things that he talked about. I mean, I, he didn't put so fine a point on it as to say who, but it well, sounds like saying. they We never have, hear any story. You just hear the Jada stories. You don't hear anything about him. And how does the, how do their um, lovers keep it quiet? I, wonder if I think it's probably some kind an understanding. Contract. An understanding. You respect know. each other. Like, if things end well, you know, you're not going to drag somebody's name through the mud. I mean, you I'm pick talking your, about you, the their the person they're banging, right? But if you pick a partner well, or somebody who's like mutually like of the same you know level as you, like they're not going to want to have bad bad news out there about them either. You got to find somebody who's like on board with the program of like keeping it quiet. <laughs> People wondered if uh, him and Margot Robbie had had a thing. Ooh. Yeah, because they're in that movie together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suicide Squad? Mm. She's <laughs> stunning. I mean, God bless. Uh, Kanye West's new documentary, Genius, coming to Netflix, and uh, they dropped a trailer for it. So it's going to be a three-part documentary, 
and it's coming out in 2022. No exact premiere date, just that it's coming out next year. But they premiered a trailer um, and, you know, everybody got their first look. Saturday Night Live returns live in front of a, a you know studio audience uh, this Saturday. Owen Wilson will be the host, but we will not be seeing Beck Bennett returning. He was the shirt, shirtless guy that did Putin. That's probably where people would most recognize him. He did yes. a really he did a good Putin, but he was always you know with no shirt. Yes, so he's Very a goner, brave. huh? Yeah, and I, you know there's no what do you specifics. Guys think? I mean, do you guys care? They always cast off somebody. He was probably the lowest hanging fruit. I liked him, but sure, you know there's always pressure for them to roll people in and out. They uh, have three new people that they're bringing on board, and then they they. Uh, two people are leaving. Beck Bennett and this other woman, Lauren Holt, who was on the show just last year. And I feel bad for Lauren because it's kind of like, nobody's going to pay attention because everybody's worried about Beck. They're like, who? <laughs> huh? You are, and this is, and They're what? like, Beck, you're fired, and take Lauren with you. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk and Grimes have broken up. The two, after three years together, have called it quits. She is currently a judge on Alter Ego. And looks so strange. Keep in mind that they share a one-year-old son together, Baby X, you know, who's got the name that's like... Oh, the X- weird name, A-E- that's yes. right. They named okay. her after a SR-71. Right. X-A-E-A-12. Like, so she's, weird, she's weirder than he is. Oh, oh she's super weird. Could you imagine being in the same dinner party with those two? And it's It'd just you and someone else? It'd probably actually be really interesting. <laughs> wow. Those two freaks. That would what be the scary food? thing, though, is that one of them, they're both like, who's going to ask first? They, they invite you in on a threesome. That's right. probably what goes down. You thought it was an interesting uh, conversation about tech stuff. Yeah, and God, Elon Musk was talking my ear off. And then he told me he wanted to watch me bang his wife. Yeah. <laughs> and then he wanted to, uh, oh, never mind. I won't go right, any deeper. Right. To that I also job. just wow. imagine. And- but she kind of like, wanted to say yes just to keep the conversation yeah. going. <laughs> Can we keep this going? Because I want to hear so much more about batteries and stuff. Let's get sweaty. Let's get real sweaty. Mm -hmm. Is that it? Just being awful. Some sort of space food. Like, I just imagine that they live on, like, stuff where it'd be like, oh, it's just essence of lavender. You know? Like, it's not a meal. It's just smells. I mean, that's a dude you want to be friends with. If you're invited into that circle, you stay in that circle. I would do anything. (laughs) Including a threesome? Right. Don't you want to stay, be, have Elon Musk texting you? Sure. And I guess watching me. I don't know. <laughs> Big tech. All right. What else? Anything else, Molly? Is that where we're laying? Sure. I know. Dolly Parton's TikTok uh, ban less than a day after she joined. Um, I guess fans uh, took to TikTok on Monday to complain after Dolly Parton's newly created account was taken offline. She They're got like, banned Hello. from TikTok on day yes. one. Yes. Why? I don't know. For some reason, her account is now missing. And there are like fake Dolly Parton accounts that have been, you know, showing, but they they don't know, like something happened, like it was an algorithm thing. But like, how does Dolly Parton get banned from TikTok? I think it was a fake TikTok account. Okay. It was one Um, of the stories they're reporting that it was a fake Dolly Parton TikTok account. And, you know, in a minute had 500,000 followers. And that's why they had to dump it. It wasn't real. You know how everything on social media has to be the real Dolly Parton. Yes, the guarantee. that's why I think is amazing when someone who you who's not famous, a regular person, has their social media handle the real Jeff Degan. 
because there's other like, ones. Oh, so there was anyone else trying to be you, dude? Yeah, I guess we're good of. Yeah, the real, the real began. All right, nine three eight ninety four hundred. That's in the show. Uh, we got tickets to a comedian coming to town. It's Charlie Barron's. Uh, it's at the Holland Center, so we'll give you a chance to win. It was about 8.20 this morning. we got what's trending coming up next. Molly? Facebook is delaying the rollout of Instagram kids. Find out why. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. This is What's Trending on the Big Party Morning Show. Facebook is hitting pause on rolling out Instagram kids. It was a kid version of the popular social media. Right now, you have to be 13 or up. And uh, after the Wall Street Journal put out a, a report about how Facebook and Instagram impact negatively. Makes kids. people sad, causes yeah. anxiety, all that stuff. But what are they going to do now? Like if you're going to admit to it. You so know, they're not the admitting s- to it. Socials they're, are bad. They're basically saying, hey, we're just going to take a breath, work with parents, experts, policymakers, and listen to their concerns before hitting replay on this. Uh, what a bad idea. A little genie is already out of the bottle, though. I yes. don't know what you can do. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, I'm sure there are kids out there that have uh, their, their own Facebook pages and just lied about the age. It's not like they come and, you know, check your ID. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, if- and parents do it. You know, I, I, there are kids and there are friends of my kids that have um, yeah. accounts. But is there a way to still find kids that haven't been affected by social media that aren't, you know, weird? I mean, <laughs> you know, like in an island nation or a third world country that haven't been affected by social media. And if we could already start the long term study of whose kids are more healthy 10 years from now, you know, somebody kid raised without. Right, kid, kid Instagram and Snapchat yeah. and Snapchat, Snapchat streams versus, you know, it's a problem. Whatever we're going to be like in ten years. Well, I th- uh, I think the one good thing is is that parents are sort of getting savvier about it. You know, I mean, I think when it initially rolled out, we were all just so swept up with the idea of like, how great is this community? Global, we can keep track of friends. Like this is so fun. And now, as we're seeing the cracks in the facade, right? Like the the data mining that's happening, the negative impacts on people's like mental health. Now maybe there'll be a little bit more of like parents being a little bit more standoffish about yeah, inducting it's the kids. kids. It's the kids we have to worry about. The children. It's I love children. seeing all the people that are still discovering Bo Burnham's inside on Netflix, the comedy yes. special. Yeah. And the whole gist of that is him crapping on social media and how yes. de- how destructive it is. Terrible. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's and awful. he's a guy who grew up on it. I mean, he's famous because of it. He's a guy that's completely harnessed what it's it so does good. when it's good, you know, what it can what it can do for good, but completely appreciates how, you know, damaging, right? Well, I, don't, I just was... don't know why Instagram needs to have something for children. Because you got to hook them. You got to hook them now. Yeah. Oh, my God. First one's free. Are you kidding me? It's the same reason why Tell cigarette companies friends. would be like, hey, look, it's a fun camel, kids. It's just like candy. What Ooh, would you addictive. do, Molly, if you found out your kids were on it? I'd be, I wouldn't be happy because they would have lied to have gotten on it. None of them are old enough to be on it without asking me. Um, but they're not interested in it yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they don't have, I mean, because a lot of their friends, they're not on it yet, right? Because like 13 is supposed to be the magic age when you can ask for it. But they'll see it on my phone sometimes, and it's funny. They'll be like, am I famous because my picture's on there? I'm like, no. It's like your grandma got to see it. That's 
pretty exciting. But the uh, last year, Netflix rolled out a really cool documentary called The Social Dilemma. I think all three of us watched it. Yeah, it was good. And um, they've now made it available to everyone. So that was the whole rub about The Social Dilemma. They're like, yeah, if you have a streamer. But now they've opened it up and made it available to everybody. It's on YouTube. Um, And that is like a must-see. I think if you really want to know the devil in the details... The social dilemma is definitely a really eye-opening look at like how nefarious these guys are about getting in your head. Just for a little bit, and you go right back to and it. And then you're like, whatever. <laughs> but after I watched it, that's when I deleted Facebook from my phone, and I haven't brought it back. You don't have I it mean, on your phone for real? I don't. I really don't have Facebook on my phone. Okay. So a lot of times, like I don't see it until like you know I come back to work because it's only on my desktop. Um, I have Twitter. I mean, I love Twitter. Twitter, I just follow all day long, but... A cup of coffee is probably going to get even more expensive as if it's not already expensive enough. Are we running out of beans? There was a big drought, big frost. There was all this different stuff. And so coffee went from being a dollar a pound for coffee futures to $2 a pound, which means that people are going to start really seeing a spike in coffee prices, not just like at scooters or Starbucks, but also at the grocery store. You're going to start paying more for just beans. Uh, and it all has to do with the fact that they, they can't catch up, right? Like they lost millions and millions and millions of pounds of coffee and the world is addicted to it. And we'll right. We're going to pay it. <laughs> yes, exactly. We will pay for it because we have to have it. Uh, uh, Skittles is changing its green flavor again. I didn't know they have announced that, that starting in October... Lime was the flavor of green for a long time. And then eight years ago, they made it green apple. And I was like, boo, because I always liked lime. Okay. Now they're bringing lime back. What was the old one where they used to say that would be on the writer? No green Skittles. M&M's. No green M&M's. Yeah. No green M&M's. Just to make sure that they read it. That used to be the adage, to make sure you read the contract. So a band would be like, backstage, I need bottles of water, and we need uh, a bowl of M&M's with no green (laughs) M&M's. And then if you're the tour manager, you go back there and you check. And if there's green M&Ms, you're like, somebody didn't read the contract. <laughs> I was just talking to a buddy who was responsible for, you know, they'd bring in bands and have to take care of that that uh, writer. And he said the same thing. He said, yeah, I'd have to do the no green M&Ms thing. I'm like, that sucks. What a waste oh, of oh. human time and energy. Like oh, how I think just- it's the devil in the details, though. Imagine what you're getting. For that, when people are paying attention to that, imagine making that request here. No green M and M's. <laughs> there would be no M and M's. They're like, well, we got, we'll, we'll, we'll solve that real quick. No M and M's. And a hot turd laying on the table <laughs> with a bucket of mop water. There, there you, you go. go. Have a snack. Enjoy yourself. Uh, <laughs> no uh, I think the hot gag gift slash uh, stocking stuffer this year is going to be Heinz Crafts little gadget to squeeze ketchup from their packets. It's the packet roller. It uh, It's like for five bucks. You can get it at HeinzPacketRoller.com and it can attach to your keychain and it'll help you get every little last droplet right, of ketchup. Right, because think of all the unused ketchup through the years. Oh. You know, you use you have to open four packets of ketchup just to get the equivalent of maybe two. Yeah, we're so wasteful. Travesty. Know. You know, you know, there's some left in that packet, but you're like, oh, I got another one sitting there. I'm just gonna rip that open and just jizz it all over the place. <laughs> it's free. 
They gave me four of them. Next time I eat ketchup, I'm not going to be able to eat it now. I'm a catching baron. Yeah. Packs and packs. Come on. These are the little things. But now this device will be able to squeeze when we have a shortage of ketchup. So is this a And Party was of... like, we could use it on the toothpaste. Yes. yes. I would love to use it on the toothpaste. It's a $5 Whatever. device. They have toothpaste rollers that you can get. I don't know if this would be big enough for toothpaste because toothpaste is a wider, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the, yeah. The, so it might not, but there are toothpaste rollers that you can get. But I'm curious if this is a supply chain thing because remember during the pandemic, there was a serious shortage of ketchup can like packets, remember? Yeah, because Taco Bell, they're wanting their packets um, mailed m- mailed back to them, the used ones. I'm so like, gross. We need to start to we need to start happen. studying what devices were popular during the depression. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. All kinds of little products. You're like, what'd you use that for? The spatula. What's with all these candle holders? They're like, yeah, we didn't couldn't afford to keep the lights on, <laughs> so we have candles. <laughs> hmm, that's weird. I don't live in that world now <laughs> yet. T-minus. Remember, that was back in the day where you got to watch the Ken Burns special on the Great Depression. Yeah. There were seed companies in the Midwest. Oh, yes, this is right. And they made made the the seed bag colorful so when it was empty, you could turn it into a dress. Yes. Our kids were wearing packages. To school. Yes, they were wearing the burlap bag. Clever times. When you're like, honey, can we repurpose... These baker's sacks into a dress for Jenny. <laughs> you know we can. Well, well, uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Then, right? The uh, the uh, ketchup. What's it called? A ketchup squeezer roller? It's the ketchup roller. All right. Packet. It's called the packet roller. Pardon oh, me. Oh wow. Okay. I have to look into that. All right. For nine. people who don't have hands. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. All right, good morning. Hey, I posted that uh, packet roller on our Facebook page if you want to look into getting that for somebody as a gift. For Christmas, that's like Christmas. a good gag gift. It is. You know how you're always saying you're not getting enough ketchup out of the packet? <laughs> it's a fast food ketchup dispenser roller. <laughs> so you can get that final drop. I'll tell you what, I don't want to gross you out too much, but I, I never have issues with not getting that final drop. Because you suck it. I suck it. A lot of people do, and they're like, oh. you don't realize how dirty... Oh, dude, I realize it the second I decide to put it in my mouth. For some reason, I just don't care. You I'm taste like, all these chemicals. Oh, hands. <laughs> hands. So many hands. I mean, these are Unwashed. people that are trying to be uh, COVID clean all day long, washing your hands, using your hand sanitizer, and then you're sucking the last drop out of a tomato ketchup packet. Hell. <laughs> How did I get sick? Your whole body is like, gross. The brain sees it going in the mouth. Just no. alert, alert, alert. <laughs> well, what what else would you do with it? I, I do it with every single packet. It doesn't matter if it's mayo, Taco Bell sauce. It doesn't matter what it is. I just suck it right out of the damn packet um, instead of putting it on anything. So I'll put my mouth up. I'll, I'll load my mouth up with the food, and then I'll suck it dry. Suck it. <laughs> but you don't have any taste. Now I don't. Yeah, I wish I had taste. We listened to Party and our old friend Rome talk about, they both oh. had COVID and uh, talked about their 
I'm lack of taste. It. And Rome was telling us that uh, she had recently tried pineapple, and pineapple tastes like gasoline. Yeah, she said gasoline. No. Yeah, she goes, pineapple tastes like gasoline. She's like, Jeff, do you want a mimosa? I'm like, I'll take a pineapple. Yes, you Let's did. Let's try some of that gasoline. I felt <laughs> yeah, guilty enjoying taste. <laughs> I know. And you're like, mm, this tastes good. And I just glare at you. Mm, I felt does bad. It, does it taste good? I'm like, it tastes like gasoline. Can I have 10 more? <laughs> it's weird when you get in a conversation <laughs> with other people, if you noticed, uh, who uh, have no taste and smell, because it becomes a one-up game. I noticed this yesterday when we had uh, someone from uh, deliver us a, a, a fridge, you know, the delivery guy. He comes in and he goes, um, it smells like cinnamon in here. I'm like, it does? <laughs> it does? Maybe he's just the positive refrigerator delivery guy. <laughs> yes. Smells like cinnamon in here. <laughs> Better was, than he what he rollers, was he on roller skates? <laughs> well, just earlier, Wileen was like, like maybe 20 minutes earlier, Wileen came home for lunch, and she was just eating a piece of toast with some peanut butter on it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, that smells horrid. What is that smell? And I smell it, and I can't smell the peanut butter, and I'm thinking, I don't know what's going on. And then I turn over and realize that she had bought this, like, uh, decoration, because it's that time of the year, that smells like it's scented. like, And it smells like, obviously, cinnamon. Well, right, I, like the- I smelled awful garbage. I was like, oh, my God. Well, you said that often, um, and it sounds like Rome said the same thing, that, that uh, bright flavors taste like chemicals, obviously. Yes, so bizarre. to her, pineapple tasted like gasoline. You and her should do a COVID cooking show. Ooh. <laughs> where it's just like everything else, and we film it. And you're doing the deals, and you're, yeah, that tastes like gasoline. That's ready. You know, you're doing all the different ingredients. Or uh, the idea that they're, like, putting stuff together that tastes good to them, but it's absolutely horrible ingredients oh, put together. Right. Like, anybody Molly. who could actually taste would not want it. None. But they're like, Ugh. COVID person has a taste. Right. <laughs> That's why I have to have Wileen test taste everything. No matter what it is. And ever since I got sick again, eating garbage, I turned potatoes, turned coleslaw. Now I'm really skeeved out. Oh, she's your food tester? Yes. Oh, you're like a dictator. (laughs) Like a royal. He has to have a food tester to make sure no one's trying to kill him. Wileen, try this. It might be poison. And what does she usually say? Like, ooh, mmm. Yeah, she hasn't yet to say, this doesn't taste right, which I, I think she's kind of messing with me on that. On that level. Maybe you're going to be an incredible cook when you come through this. I don't know. It's just so bizarre. Like You could do a cookbook. Cooking without flavor. (laughs) I have no taste. How about texture? It's just called texture. Cooking for texture. Because you probably didn't hear me when we were eating that brunch the other day. And I said, oh, my God, this bun is the most amazing bun I've ever had. In my mouth? In my mouth because because of the texture. I'm like, like, it's it's perfectly toasted. This is so... Not my tongue. It's in my mouth. I love it. And it's three-dimensional. Yum. I don't get it. I don't get it, but not soon enough. All right, we're going to hit some some celebrity news with Molly and the T. What's up there? Olivia Rodrigo talking about uh, the uh, tough tax of fame on your mental health. All right. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show. If it's influencing us, we're talking about it. Time to spill the tea. Olivia Rodrigo has had an incredible year. 
She had her debut album, Sour, just be devoured by the masses. And uh, she's opening up in an interview with Vogue magazine talking about how fame can really be taxing on your mental health. That uh, she's able to manage her sudden fame with help from, like, she has a support system. Keeps her grounded, away from excess negative media attention. You hear that a lot. Like, Billie Eilish talked about how the fact that she doesn't look like on social media. And her friends kind of protect her from the trolls out there. Because yeah, it like, really gets in her head. And you forget. Like, I mean, they're 18 years old. So, it's like, you know, when you have entire world staring at you, picking you apart, it's probably hard to keep perspective. But it sounds like both Olivia Rodrigo and Billie Eilish have good support systems to keep them straight. Britney Spears, attorney is claiming that uh, Jamie Spears, her dad, was uh, keeping secret bedroom recordings. Ew. I know. Um, It's a bombshell expose by the New York Times, and it revealed that her dad, Jamie, secretly secretly recorded Britney in her bedroom, and they're filing legal documents suggesting that dad and the conservators have committed a crime. So it's gone above and beyond just getting... They had microphones. I don't know if it was just microphones or video, but basically that they were keeping an eye on her, even in her bedroom um, to that point. So if that actually turns out to be the case, it could be not just a matter of getting her dad removed from the conservatorship, but there could be like charges filed. I know somebody who's got those, um, you know, the the ring doorbell effect. You can put those cameras everywhere. Part of you have them now in your house. Yeah. Uh, she has them where she lives, but the dad pays the bill. So he has access to it. She's always like weirded out that. Is weird. The dad could be watching. I'm sure he isn't. Well, who knows? It's only yeah, there. but you don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you assume, but if dad suddenly decides, like, hey, I want to keep an eye on you, make sure you're not making bad choices. But. Yeah. I don't because know. Because then you make bad choices and you realize, ooh, <laughs> that was on film now. I mean, how many people probably don't consensually know? Let's say I went home with somebody and hooked up and I don't, you know, they're not going to tell me that they have. Well, no. What's the brand that you have in your house? Uh, ADTs is it, and, and it's like you, they're not. They don't look like cameras in a in a building. Oh, you would never know. No, not at all. Like they have those not nanny cams, right? Where it looks like a teddy bear, but you're well, really keeping weird. an eye on the babysitter, right? I mean, that was like the whole thing. That was like a big explosion. I mean, you gotta assume people you're being filmed. Yes, and most I of mean, the time you're holding your phone in your hand. I mean, you're the dope. <laughs> I haven't gone on my cameras in so long. I I, I guess. I don't need to. Um, it, it feels weird. Like if uh, I guess we, we go on the Wiley would go on the phone on the camera to check on the dogs. Oh, that's smart. But but do you ever roll them back after like a crazy party? Like you know yeah, when we had like your wedding re- yeah. like no. re- wedding reception, like where you could go back and just watch it all. Maybe unfold. when you first get it, I'm sure when you first get it. But then it falls into the category of hell. We go to concerts and film half the show with our phone and never look at the footage. Never. Or film our kids' baseball game and never look at the footage. It doesn't cross my mind to ever go look at the footage, Molly, from that wedding or anything like that for some reason. Okay. I, I was haven't curious. even thought of it. I mean, but when you first got it, you were always pulling up yes. footage of yourself dancing in front of the house and everybody yes. was dancing and doing all kinds of. Yeah, that was fun. But then the fun but then you got get it out of your, Yeah, you get it out of your system. And About one, one um, positive thing we used the cameras for uh, was when the neighbor's dog got away. And they oh. couldn't find the dog, so they came over and said, can you look at the cameras and see what direction he went? I was like, certainly. Why, yes, I can use my 
<laughs> surveillance technology for good. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I did. Thank you, big Which brother. Which way did it go? It went down the street the other way. I just and saw it's time my, and it's time stamped. Yes, it's time stamped, so I can say Sorry. five minutes ago he ran down this way. Um, yeah, we're gonna yeah. be solving crimes. I know. And then the other time I used it um, was when a, a tree fell down in the yard, and I missed the storm because I apparently was passed out. It can answer the timeless question: If a tree falls in the wilderness and there's no one around to see it, did it fall? Yes, and it did. It did. It fell. Yeah. All right. Nine three eight ninety four hundred. That's been the show. All right. Coming up next, we got what's trending, and apparently we've got a. The most watched TV show ever on Netflix. We'll get to that next. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. For the first time, Netflix has revealed data about the number of hours their popular programming has been watched. They've always held this very, very close to the vest. Apparently, Bridgerton is the most watched uh, series that Netflix has, 625 million hours. I haven't watched one one second. No. What is it about? Very good. Bring us up to speed. Give us a quick synopsis of Bridgerton. Go. It's a steamy set in, you know, Victorian England affair between a girl and um, a young man who's trying to, you know, like they're both supposed to be on the scene trying to find prospective mates. And instead they make a pact to like just cover for each other. But then they fall in love and it's got crazy sex scenes like ridiculous sex scenes. Who's the crazy sex scenes in the what era? What's the year? Victorian England. Yeah, so lots of corsets. Is, all the ladies of, are going crazy over this one lead, this one lead guy. That Rege, um, Rene Jean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is. Uh, They're the talking hot about the the eighteen the eighteen hundreds. Yes. Late late eighteen hundreds. He's not interested in that era in, in TV land. For oh, we're talking we're talking wooden dildos. <laughs> Whoa! Not in this show. You didn't need them. You had people. Uh, but what's coming up close to maybe breaking that streak? is this new series on Netflix called Squid Game. Have you guys watched this yet? I have not. I've seen it. I don't know what it is. If you someone have wants to, to give us a review, call us, 938 
We need it's, to we need to default back to that guy that we had lunch with that said, "You watch too much TV." He just cut right to the chase. He's like, "I've only known you for a day, and you've mentioned like six different series on Netflix." He's like, "And they all sound great, but you watch too much TV." Yes. The too end. bad. Keep it to yourself. He just shut me off. Like I'm tired of hearing your show. But shows. you know what? God bless him. God bless him for saying that because now in conversation, I I don't really bring it up too much. On what, you know, all that. I, I just keep thinking about what he said to you. Because it's true, we do watch too much television. But it's such a nice, common thing that we can all share. It's just safe. So what's the show? So the uh, show is... Uh, the, so Bridgerton's the number one show, but obviously um, Squid Game is apparently going to okay, be... What, what is that out. one? What was that one then? So Squid Game is the hot new series. It's out of Korea. It's um, dubbed, and it is the darkest of dark. Imagine Hunger Games, only everybody can die. And and it's it's basically, they picked 500 people who need the money and have no way out of their bad financial situation except for to play this deathmatch game. And they I'm, all compete against each other. I'm kind of like the Running Man. I've been saying they need to remake the Running Man. What was the what, what was the one that we all watched last year where it was the table uh, oh. in a tower that goes down? It starts. Oh yeah, the different levels where it's, it's like if you could eat. Yeah, everybody's starving, and they're basically in like in a tower of prison cells. And at the top, it starts with a full table full of food, every mm-hmm. kind of food you could imagine, every decadent flavor and booze you could imagine. Uh, and it starts on level one, and it goes down. And so by the bottom, it's just slop and poop. Whatever's And that's left. what you get to eat. Vomit. That, that was stuff. dark. I like that. That was super dark. So if this is on that level, I'm all in. I'm you telling you, watch TV, the trailer. Bro. You will like, it, it's crazy because you watch it and you're like, no way. Like at first you're like, is this real? I, so, all right. So Molly, real quick. I, I thought, because I've seen the trailer, because you know how Netflix feeds that to you instantly? Yes. I thought it was some reality show, to be honest right. with you. I thought, oh, I don't want to watch another reality show. It's posed as that. And then all of a sudden you see somebody get their head blown off. And you're like, Ooh. oh, wow. Is this? So that's why it, it, one of the top Google searches for Squid Game is, is this real? Because and the we way can binge it's the whole shot, thing. We can yes. binge it all now. Okay. Yes. It's out right now. It's only been out for two weeks. And it's already everybody's watching it. Netflix says that it's the biggest non-English language show in the world. And that it's even edging out Bridgerton as the most watched show on Netflix. So it's subtitled. No, it's dubbed. It's you dubbed. can watch okay. it subtitled, right, but cool. I, I watched it. I watched the thing dubbed. Okay. Um, I just watched the trailer in the first couple of minutes, and then I realized that it was something. I was trying to watch it while folding laundry, and I was like, "Oh no, this is one of those things where it's like you need to pay attention. Like you can't just be doing something else and have that on in the background." You watch like, too much TV, dude. <laughs> I've known you for like one day, and that's great, but you really need to stop watching television and go outside. And then he just turned to the left and talked to other people. That's rude. Bye. <laughs> but so true. The platform. Oh, the platform was that so was good. So and that dark. was Spanish. French. Okay. Spanish language. The platform is really good if people haven't checked that out. It's dark. Don't do it while you're eating dinner. No. Mm, no, no, no. Um, the top movie... That Netflix put out, Bird Box was watched most 282 million hours, but Extradition has actually been like viewed more times, like by more people. 
And Extradition's the one with uh, Chris Hemsworth, and they just put out a trailer for Extradition 2. Extraction. Extraction. Sorry, thank you. Extradition was something else. Extraction. I apologize. Yeah, you watch too much TV. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> too much. Getting all my together. ex-whatevers put all together. Facebook is going to put a hold on rolling out their new version of Instagram for kids. After a very scathing report by the Wall Street Journal that Facebook knew its Instagram app was harmful for teenagers and still kept rolling it on, they've decided to take a minute, put a pin in it, (laughs) and talk to parents and experts before um, putting this out for kids 13 and under. But this also comes in the same day that we're getting the story that TikTok now has like a billion followers. So they've managed in a short amount of time to be able to catch up with legacy um, social media holders like Facebook and YouTube by having that many. I mean, Snapchat only has 500 million, but TikTok is reigning supreme. Remember the the trouble with Facebook, that documentary you're talking about, they had the guy guy that created the like button. And he said that the business model is that we are the your children are the product. And your children are worth more when they're malleable, manipulated, um, when they're addicted, distracted, outraged, narcissistic, polarized, and disinformed. That's how dangerous it is. Dude, That's what they're terrible. doing to your kids. What is gonna, what's, what's the world going to be like in 10 years? They said a child is worth more social media-wise if they are narcissistic and attention-seeking yep. and seeing how many likes they have than if they are actually a free-growing, developing kid playing with their friends. That's it's, scary. I mean, people, you, we got to protect our kids. And that's kind of what's, I think, the pushback Ugh. now. We're starting to see more and more. I mean, you know, we can't count on Washington. to. You know, they're always having these committees, and they're, like, having these guys like, well, your products are terrible. Like, we're the product. If you don't know who's the product then you're the product kind of thing yeah the, the, he likened it to back in the day when we used whale oil for fuel okay he said just as um as a whale was worth more dead than alive and as a tree is worth more as a two by four than being a living tree we are the whale wow <laughs> our mental state not uh, nice i mean or that's a- what they're doing you're the product we're like this is free though and I like likes. <laughs> <laughs> and I love to dance. Jeez. Just. How ugly is this going to be in 10 years? People are already strange. Yeah, but we're going to be excellent dancers. Oh. We're going to be so good. So many dancing. street battles. Popping and locking fools while we're having all of our political divide because it's been inflamed by just all sorts of negative, bad information. Like we'll just- that Applebee's commercial. Like d- date night with my natty light and those douchebag dads. <laughs> yes. They got the dance move down. They're leading the family, doing that shuffle. Ten years, we'll be we'll be leading the shuffle. The Chinese are watching the videos. They're like, we're attacking tomorrow. They're <laughs> all going to be this dancing. Same, this is the same time China's rolling back all of their stuff. Yeah, where China's saying like kids can't play on devices during the week and they only get three hours on weekend total. Full stop. That's it. And they've actually put a stop on their own version of TikTok for younger kids. Like, nope, can't do it. It's like, go, well, why can we then? Go outside and eat an apple. And get off the TV and the screen. I can't wait to go home and watch Netflix. <laughs> oh, my nope. God. Squid games. <laughs> Squid games. All right. We got a chance for you to get out right here. Charlie Barron's going to be uh, live at the Holland Performing Arts Center on October 9th. 
Comedy Gold, baby. We got your tickets. 938 The Wisconsin comic. The Hope, Hope, the Winnetonka moment. Next caller, we're going to hook you up. Listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. All right, you ready for some comedy? Charlie Barron's coming to the uh, Holland Performing Arts Center. He does that Matatawak Minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, you betcha. It's kind of like Midwest <laughs> oh. comedy. All that oop. It's going to be good. Looks like it's going to be on October 9th, too, by the way. But uh, I watch all of his clips, and then I'll, it, what sucks is I realize how often, how often I go, oop. Do you oop. do it? I guess I never really oop. noticed if you did oop. We all oop. do. Oh, yeah. If you, you drop oh. something, oop. You don't realize how often, you know, somebody steps in front of you at the store, and I go, oop, oop, oop. I guess you're right. It's very Midwest. Oop. Okay, we got Lynn right here. Lynn, good morning. Good morning. Hey, are you married, Lynn? I am. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you heard this. We talked about a little bit earlier about Will Smith and kind of an open relationship. Um, I, I, I read about it on social media, but yeah. What do you think? Could you do that? I don't think we could. I don't think either one of us share very well, so I don't think that would work for us. <laughs> I guess Agreed. Put it like that. Yeah, sharing, because you are sharing. <laughs> Okay. So right. this, this sounds like the start of a conversation to see if somebody else is a swinger. You're like, all right, moving on. Next person at the key party. Right. <laughs> Do you swing? Got to find that swingers bar. Oh. Hey, we're going to hook you up with tickets to the show, okay? Yay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Hold on the line. We'll get you all hooked up like we do. Um, yeah, we will take that call, though. If you are If you have an open relationship like Will Smith... Um, I definitely want. I would love to have a little conversation. You know, that's just intriguing to me. Oh, you know, but uh, yeah, nine three eight ninety four hundred. That's in. Uh, we'll give you another chance to win those tickets. Do you know uh, any swingers? Tomorrow. I do. Uh, well, I have met swingers before. I've never been included into a swinging situation. I always find this interesting. The couples that get invited to swing all the time. I mean, they'll talk about it. They're like, I don't know what vibe we're giving off. But yes, they do it. Usually, it's it's a it's a good looking couple. I mean, it takes being attractive. But there's couples that are totally ACDC, and they're like, man, we always get propositioned by people. What is it? I mean, and it's a weird deal. They're not really flattered. They're like, what vibe am I giving off that a guy walks over and is like, hey, I like your lady. I want to do it with her. You want to do it with mine? I don't know. I think that that would be the quickest way to get my husband to punch you. (laughs) You're like, we're just having date night. (laughs) That's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't that's know where you go. Oh, oh, moving on. My bad. This is the situation. Oh, yeah. it's a fetish thing. I mean, it's just like, just like the butt slapper I talked about in Vegas. Oh yeah. His wife knew all about it. She knows. She Does knows she? Everything. He said she knows it all. We're just living life to its finest, and uh, yeah, living with no regret, I guess. So follow, follow your dreams, I guess. All right, we got celebrity news coming up, Molly. What's up? I guess there is a Stephen. Stephen King film that Jamie Foxx wants to remake. I was surprised. All right, we'll find out what that is next. Stay with us. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 941. Time to spill the tea on the Big Party Morning Show. 
Well, it would appear that Jamie Foxx had a weird experience with fans that inspired him to write an update of Misery, the famous Stephen King Oh, that turned into a movie. Where she uh, breaks his legs with a sledgehammer. Hobbled yes. him. Hobbled his ankles. Oh. He gets in a car wreck in the middle of nowhere, and he's an he's a writer, and he gets rescued by a lady who's like, I'm your biggest fan. And he's like, all right, well, as soon as I get healthy, I'm going to autograph books and send them to you. And she's like, no, you're never, I don't want you to leave. So she breaks his legs. Yes. Oh, it's so bad. Do you remember watching she that She keeps part? coming in and calling him a little piggy. Kathy Bates <laughs> won an Academy Award for that role. Well, she should have. But it's crazy. Ugh. Apparently, Jamie Foxx, um, it's based on the fact that he said he was supposed to, he got like one of those celebrity dinners where a couple bid on it and they got like a 30-minute dinner with him. And it went into like two hours and all of a sudden things got really weird. And so he went home and wrote like a misery reboot based on this. He's got to also have a funny story, man. If I could pick a celebrity I'd want to hang out with all day, it'd be Jamie Foxx. He is absolutely hilarious. He's so nice. You got to watch the comedians in cars getting coffee with Jerry. Jerry never gets a word in because he's just crying and laughing the entire time. (laughs) So so he rewrote that. Based on the the fans that he was sitting at a table with, yeah. So it was like one of those, you know, like bid on a celebrity yeah. dinner. So it's a, and all of a sudden you're like, yeah, it's my wife and I, and we get to have thirty minutes alone with Jamie Fox. He said it went to, for two hours. He started doing stuff from the movie Ray, and then he said, "quote Then it got weird," but Ray. he doesn't elaborate what happened, like the weird. But he said, "So I built upon that and then re- rewrote Misery." And now wants to do it. It's crazy because Jamie Foxx hasn't done horror. He's done like everything. Every kind of genre that you can imagine. But for whatever reason, horror is not one of them. We did a giveaway once where it was uh, win tickets to see the band train at the Stir Concert Cove and have dinner with the big party show. And Molly, obviously you're in Chicago, so it was just me and party. (laughs) And it was with a couple and it was kind of weird. We had like a nice dinner at that uh, rooftop restaurant at stir which is gorgeous like and they comped us and we had like good steaks and wine oh it was great and we got to meet train mm-hmm. and the couple was really nice but the vibe was is like the that the husband hated party he hated me badly and i think he wow. he was like there was tension over the fact that his wife liked party i know so over dinner the guy just grilled party i hate i hated it <laughs> it was weird that's really crazy so it's like the guy's just like so he was trying to bring you down a couple of He was like, he wanted to talk about stuff that I knew that would lead into something that's not going to be fun. So I would just not go. I, I wouldn't follow it. He was you kind of passive I mean? aggressive. <laughs> yes. And then in between his negative stuff, she'd be like, I really like you. <laughs> I think about you when we do it. I'm just, like, edging away from the table. Like, I'm just going to go sit over here. I just want to be somewhere else that's not here listening to any of this. Demi Lovato. That woman, by the way, was Wileen. And that woman (laughs) turned out to be the sweet Wileen. She's she's an angel. Uh, Demi Lovato says that they uh, had an alien encounter at Joshua Tree out in California. Cool. So, So... They say that aliens are protecting them from their own worst enemy, which is myself. This is according to Demi. So apparently they had a run in with like an orb out in the national park. I mean, it is kind of a trippy place having been to Joshua Tree. Like if there was a place that aliens were going to like come and be. That's where the orbs would be. Right. You know, they're tied in with nature and 
Right. And she's kind um, of hippie, too. Yes. Yeah. She's got a new Peacock series coming out, Unidentified with Demi Lovato. And uh, they're attempting to uncover the truth about the UFO phenomenon alongside her sister, Dallas. So it's Dallas and Demi, which is kind of bananas. Uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have an unconventional marriage. He is on the cover of the upcoming November issue of GQ magazine and kind of goes into depth about the fact that monogamy, not necessarily what the Pinkett Smiths ascribe to. And he said, uh, I wouldn't necessarily recommend our relationship for everyone. Um, He's like, I don't suggest our road for anybody. I don't suggest this road for anybody. But the experiences that the freedom that we've given one another and unconditional support to me is the highest definition of love. God, I just feel like that's wrong. But it's your your choice in the end. But I I dated a guy that wanted to have multiple wives. I mean, like, that was, like, one of the things where he was like, you know, if we ever got married, like, you know, I would want to have. I'm like, well, then we're never getting married. Like, like that's just like not going to Love, you remember me. the HBO show Big Love? Yes. Like, the and idea of just. there's lots of people just, who do it. I guess, yeah. I mean. A thruple. Remember when that was a term before, right before couple, before COVID, people were having thruples. Thruples. I just, I, I can't. I'm not equipped like that. I just wouldn't be, wouldn't be my thing. Um, The hunt for a new James Bond will start next year. Daniel Craig's final Bond film is going to be opening later this year. And uh, Daniel Craig hanging up his suit and tie won't be coming back as 007. And now everybody's like, the search will be on to find out who will take on some names. Idris Alba, amazing. I think Tom this, Hiddleston, not a fan. I feel like that. the search should be on for a good script. Start with a script. Yes. I mean, there's been a lot of Bond movies. There yes. has been, and they all kind of follow the same. But I don't mind Daniel Craig. But who's the guy from uh, Br- Bridgerton? Jean Rene. Yeah, they they're kind of throwing that new in there. Yeah, he'd be. I mean, he's definitely savvy. I mean, he's he's got the suave debonair down. New pictures of Bridgerton season two are making its way onto the internet. Nobody knows when the release date, when the second season's going to be coming to Netflix. Uh, but I guess some photos of the shooting have been out. Right. Guess who is Instagram official with Joe Coy? Chelsea Handler. Can you believe really? it? Really? And Joe yeah. Coy, who we just had here, our Instagram official. We love Joe Coy. We love Chelsea Handler. Yeah. What That's a great, great couple. That's going to be awesome. All right. We're right back. Stay with us. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. Good morning to you, Huskers. The Husker football game against Northwestern is going down Saturday. Night game, 6.30. Next two games are night games. So yes. they've announced the Michigan game is at 6.30 as well on October 9th. But, yeah, night games are fun. But, you, you know, you got to plan accordingly. It's a long day. Yes, it is yeah. a very long day. Um, and uh, we got tickets for you up for grabs uh you can get into the northwestern game and also the blur party which is fantastic uh but you just gotta go do the app thing all right just go on the app if you already have the app just open it it pops up right there then you can go yeah blur parties are like the best tailgate 
absolutely. Um, I think this game, we're going to see some new stuff, different players. Uh, looks like the line, offensive line, and the uh, special teams are going to be kind of recompeting for their jobs. Um, but, you know, Frost did say some pretty good things. He said that, you know, when he was a senior, he was benched, and so he played the rest of his career with a chip on his shoulder. And uh, that's what Frost said. And he said Adrian Martinez was benched last year, and he did fantastic. He's playing crazy. So, you know, whether you lose your job right now or whatever the case is, um, there's always a, a positive. There's a, there's a positive thing to it, you know. So, uh, yeah, this weekend's going to be a good game. I can't wait for it. It's gonna be great. We've really lived up to that slogan of not being afraid to make mistakes. <laughs> I don't want this team to be afraid of making mistakes. I did it, Coach. I kicked it the wrong direction. How about we be stop being? How about we not not be afraid of succeeding? Oh, that's the problem with those night that. night games, man. It's too much day drinking. It is. It's a long day. And then if the score goes the wrong direction, oh, we're all yeah. stuck with each other at our Husker parties, angry. Let's not do that. I got in a fight with my brother after the game on Saturday because of the darn Huskers. Did you really? Okay. If, All right. If he well. would have punted that thing, we would have won the game. We would have been probably hugging and just being happy. And instead, it was like, what do you do with your feelings? You seriously got in a fight with Yeah, we, got, we, we, we had to storm different directions. I was like, I've had it. <laughs> I'm out. No. Done with you. But hey, you know what? It's been years since we felt like this. So uh, I'll definitely take it right here. All right. We're right back. It's more of the big party show. Hit that up. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. Welcome to the club. <laughs> oh, it's so hot in here. Auf <laughs> Wiedersehen, <in> Düsseldorf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got and, new club uh, beats. Taking us back to the 80s. The 80s felt good. Um, today's uh, one of my favorite days. Today is actually, officially, Ask a Stupid Question Day. Whoa, we've been living for this all our lives. <laughs> it's a national holiday? Yeah, it's a national holiday. There's actually a couple of them today. It's uh, Drink Beer Day and then uh, Be a Good Neighbor Day. But I love the uh, Ask a Stupid Question Day. How about ask your neighbor a stupid question day? How could I be a good neighbor? While having a beer. Mm-hmm. I guess why not? Yeah. National Beer Day. Come on. <laughs> That's fantastic. Every day's National Beer Day. How do you right? be nice to your neighbor? What What is the first thing you should do to be nice to your neighbor? How about acknowledge your neighbor? That You know what? That would be good. I think we all should get to know our neighbors and, a little bit more. Just prove that you're paying attention to them. Like, hey, see, uh, you put those flowers in. Or, Two years ago, I like the. You know what? I never meant to tell you. I like those blinds. You know, my you know, na- like we're all in this together. My right? neighbor is uh, uh, my new neighbor. He uh, um, decided to tear out a bunch of the landscaping on the side of the house, which reaches over to ours, and so the, now there's just tons of weeds everywhere. I can't tell if he wants the weeds, or and maybe thinks they're like wheat. They, you know, it's those weeds that looks like wheat. Oh, yeah, the natural kind, like yeah. the prairie grass. Or if he wants that, or if that was a mistake, because it's just, it's bad. That might I should be just intentional. go cut it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's intentional. This doesn't sound alone. like you're being a good neighbor. You're being a, a nosy, judgy neighbor. Aren't you also, one of your theories is he's an alien from another planet? Yeah, I call him. He's trying to fit in. I call him new human. New human? 
And everybody thinks I'm a monster when I just when I talk about New Human, because they're always like the, the big question is, what well, did you help them? Remember in Men in Black in I, the beginning when that spaceship landed behind the farm and the alien crawled inside the guy's body and he was trying to walk? Yeah, yeah. my <laughs> my boyfriend Vincent D'Onofrio. That was uh, Men in Black. <laughs> the sugar human. water, sugar water. <laughs> when he's mowing the lawn. He's mowing the lawn in his underwear. He was wearing an Earl suit. Kind of looking a, around like, is this normal? I'm doing human things. <laughs> Stack the wheat. He's hanging curtains on the outside of the house. <laughs> That's real? Yes, it's real. Wait, what do you mean curtains on the out? How do you even hang curtains on the outside of the house? I, I, with a nail, I guess. It's, it's, Next step, he's going to be wearing his underwear on the outside. I hope so. What a look. And I really hope he doesn't listen. Yeah, I hope so, too. What are the odds? For so many reasons. Why would he? Please. No one else does. Please don't listen. Turn on radio. And then Act he, like human. And then, <laughs> and then he, he doesn't... His windows are open. I mean, I don't want to call him out like that, but he never uses his air conditioner. I'm like, new human. New That's human. New human. We humans... Like to be cool when it's 92 degrees like it's going to be today. Yes, exactly. Turn on air conditioner. Must acclimate. Does he go in the garage at night and report back to the spaceship? I don't know. I don't know. Beautiful family, though. Very beautiful family. There you go. <laughs> End on something positive. <laughs> we'll be back. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. lot of ways to voice your opinion without hiding behind the keyboard on Twitter. Influence the music you hear on the free Channel 94.1 app. With the open mic to what's trending. Tap that app. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. All right, don't forget to hit that app, tap that app, and get your name in on the uh, on the giveaway, which is the Huskers uh, at home against Northwestern, and also uh, tickets to that Blur Party, which is pretty fantastic all by itself. That's all you got to do. All right. And download it, and there's a fan on there. You can hit the fan button when it gets hot out. Oh, and it blows. And it will blow on you. Ooh. And cool like you off. The new like fan that. app. <laughs> uh, it's going to be 90s today. It drops uh, 20 degrees. Uh, low 70s for Saturday, man. Ooh, it's going to be perfect weather for the game for sure. Oh, this, so. I wish we could lock this in. Not today. The Saturday weather. Just sit outside. Enjoy all of the outdoor cafes. Go down to the old market like we did Saturday, uh, Sunday. Yeah, that live. was fun. The weather was absolutely perfect. So live. Enjoy it because we do live in a place that gets cold. That's for show, for show. We're out of here. See you guys tomorrow morning. Have a safe day and do yourself good.
I did gymnastics in high school, and the, the most horrifying moment was when we had to put on our outfit. Yes. And it was basically a leotard like that with pants、Ooh. or shorts that you pulled over it. Okay. So mine was blue. It was a blue singlet. So when you're stepping into that, it looks like the Beyonce video. Ah, the singlet. You remember when JT <laughs> did the bit? I mean, you're wearing that. And we used to gross each other out because there's that moment when you put it on, it's just nut. It's just gross. It's just, it's just all packaged, right? You can't, it can't, you can't hold it all、go. in. You know, it's. Squeezing out the sides. It's like trying to put a dog in a bathtub. It's a mess. It's horrifying.、Uh, that can't be comfortable for your fellas. I was just terrible at gymnastics.